I uh, was reading the scripture early in the morning, and a song came to mind that I don't think I've heard it for years, a, a Bob Dylan song, of the times they are a-changing. So I went on to the lyrics page and, uh, on, on the internet, and uh, it, it's, it's really quite a song. I remembered it, but I didn't really remember all the words. And what I think it captures is very similar to what the scriptures are capturing today and what the Advent season about, is about. It's, it's a prophetic telling of when God would come into the land in a very special way, especially in the person of Jesus Christ, things would change, everything would change, the times would change, um, our inner spirit and soul would change. And I think that's what we, we celebrate each year, why we gather for Advent. It's not just to remember the, a birthday or the birthday of Jesus Christ, because Advent isn't a one-day affair, it's four weeks of preparing. It's going through scriptures and tasting once again all of that foretelling of the times that would change and everything that would be different. And so, very beautifully, Isaiah, he talks about uh, Lebanon, Mount Lebanon, uh, a high mountain, and it was even snow-capped, and, but, but still in desert area, and it did have trees, the, the cedars of Lebanon that they used for building the temple, but um, it also was kind of arid. But it said the times would change. The times would come when it would be filled with fruitfulness, filled with plants and flowers and, and, and fruit trees and, and, and give so much to the people of the land. Uh, and it would even look like an, the orchard, orchard would look like a forest. It would be so full. Those are the time of change that would come. And although in Isaiah's lifetime this wasn't to be, uh, and I suppose we say clearly it was the fulfillment that came in Jesus Christ, because he also talks, Isaiah, about the, the blind seeing and the deaf hearing. And this is a real, um, a real statement always about the Messianic times. The blind would see, the deaf will hear, the paralyzed will walk. And so we're set up to hear this lovely short gospel, and Jesus is uh, passing through the town, whatever, going to a house, and not one but two blind men follow him. It's always interesting when there's a little detail like that. Uh, he often encountered blind men sitting in the square begging or whatever, but two followed him just because they heard his voice. And they followed after him until he arrived at the house, and then they went right up to him. And they asked that he would have pity on them. And then Jesus did, did what he always did in the scriptures. He always said, what do you want? Or do you believe I can do this? He always put that question there because I think Jesus was very much, not only after sharing his healing power, but getting from people, from the depths of their heart, more faith. And sure enough, they said, yes, we believe you can do this. He does it. He touches their eyes, says some words, and their eyes were open. End of the story, not quite. Because he said to them, and the scripture says he said to them sternly, he commanded them, don't tell anyone about this. Now, you might ask, why would he say that? And I suppose the obvious answer is it wasn't his time it wasn't his time for all of this truth to be made apparent. 
But what I like about it is that they didn't do what he said. They, I don't think they were disobedient. I think they were so filled with joy. They were so filled that they had been healed and touched by the hand of the Lord and that their lives were now changed forever that they went out and told everybody. Couldn't shut them up. The gospel could not be silenced. So when I hear this story, I say, well, what about us? Could every one of us here, I'm not asking for hands, but I suppose if I did, every hand would go up. Could I uh, imagine that every single person sitting here has been touched by Jesus in some personal and powerful way, at least once in their lifetime? And maybe many, many times, maybe every day, that, that you and I could, could give testimony to our lives being changed because we believe in Jesus. And if he were to appear right here now and say, do you believe I can do this, that we would be like these blind men? Yes, yes, we do believe. You can do anything, Lord. So this gospel, once again, is our gospel. This is ours, each one of ours. And, and in a very real way, we have to realize that all of us, too, are right now and have been blind and will be blind in the future. And I'm not talking physically, although that could occur, too. But there's blindness that, that, that flows out of our sin, out of our, you know, our little selves, out of the... the you know, stubbornness, out of the inability to really see sometimes or really hear. And so taking the cue from these two blind men, uh, I think the, the spirituality of today and of this whole Advent is to say, you know, come Lord Jesus, come. We really do need to see and hear better, and you're the one who gives real sight and opens the ears, the eyes and the ears of the heart.